I'm Riker, and this is Pilot. This week on Pilots, we watched Dead to Me, which can be found on, what did we watch it on? Netflix. Netflix. It's a Excellent. Netflix original it's series. Netflix original. See, credit where credit is due. It's in season two now. Oh, that's true. It drops a full season at a time, too. Love yeah. that. Love that. Mm-hmm. Those were the days. Now you got all <laughs> the other uh, streaming apps like CBS getting in the game and Hulu doing stuff one week at a time. Yeah. You're going to harder to binge. Outrageous. Yeah. Well, so Hulu keeps current on things, which is really nice. Um, but, you know, they also get some things as well in a full season. They're a season behind on The Purge, which bothers me. I know there's another. Oh, no, they finally dropped it. Never mind. What's The Purge? Uh, is, have you heard of the movie The Purge? Yeah. Okay. It's basically that. Oh, TV it is? Form. Oh, good. I yeah. haven't seen any of them. I've been meaning. They've been on my list. They've right? been high on my list for like well, six years maybe now. next week. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, the TV show was pretty good. Uh, it was riveting, but it's a whole s- different cast for the second season, which oh. I hate when I just hate it. I hate that when it happens. I'm hoping you'll get some of the same people. Maybe like the, it's yeah. going to be a surprise and they come back. Mm-hmm. But uh, I wonder why they made that choice. Because I get it in like American Horror Story where that was just the concept. Mm-hmm. And uh, what do we say? It's, you know, it's a season long anthology. Yeah, right? I hate anthologies. Well, and that's fine, but it was done brilliantly once it upon is, a time yeah. in Twilight Zone. And I mean, I think you're more Twilight Zone or you're more Outer Limits and I'm more Twilight Zone. I, I mean, We never had Twilight Zone. Is that like a cable thing? Is it what? Is it like, a, was it a cable it's television? It's an old show. I mean, it was... Well, I know that, but we never no, had No, no, I'm answering your question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's an old show, so no, not originally. Okay. But since it was always in repeats, it would have been sure. on... It's been on sci-fi for years and years. Okay, so it's something I wouldn't have had access to in my lifetime. That's, um, yeah, pro- it wouldn't. And it's not something that you personally would have been interested in. No, but I watched on- Outer Limits when I was a kid. Like, oh, yeah. it was on Lee, you know, when I was sneaking some yeah, television. Yeah, syndication. It's, it scared the shit out of me. Oh, okay. It was some creepy shit. Yeah, they were creepy. Uh, I, so I just don't know Outer Limits as well as I know Twilight Zone. And mm-hmm. I like that Twilight Zone was in half-hour increments. So you just got these short stories. But they were really, really well told. I mean, that's some really brilliant storytelling. Some of the best, particularly science fiction storytelling, I think, in you know the history of television, uh, Twilight Zone. So here's my issue with things with that format because I watched one called Monsterland recently because I was stupid and did not read in the you know description that it was an anthology. Mm-hmm. I feel like it makes you incredibly be able to be comp- incredibly lazy about the entire world that this thing's in. You get to just tell a tiny piece of a story and then you don't have to fill in holes about the rest of this reality to make that work. What's it called? Monsterland. Monsterland. Uh, and it's got some really big name people in it. Which it is, where is it on? I don't know what this Hulu. is at all. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hulu. Yeah, I've had that. I've had that gripe with Hulu since they canceled Roseanne. Uh, <laughs> Hulu didn't do it. I just didn't like it. <laughs> how swiftly they responded. Um, but, but you've come around. Yeah, 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 a bit. I got Hulu again because I want to watch The Orville. What? You said it was for black sales. Have you at least gotten... Oh, I didn't do it just for black sales. Mm. I did it early knowing that I was going to need it for the Orville. Who 
had to. All right. <laughs> so let's get into it with Dead to Me. Oh, we were talking about Dead to Me, right? <laughs> sure. Uh, let's jump right into the genre because I feel like that's a really simple piece. Good. Yeah? I'll do that because I'm reading it on my note card, which I have conveniently placed in my hand in front of me. <laughs> does it establish the genre or conventions of the show? I think it does. I think that we can expect kind of a quirky drama going forward. I agree. It's hilarious, but it's hilarious in the way that life is kind of hilarious. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't I didn't take it as a comedy. Uh, no, I didn't even really take it as a dramedy because dramedies and and maybe it is because it makes you laugh at times. But but I, I only think, feel like uh, Judy's character makes us laugh. Well, okay, but you know I don't know where the comic relief is necessarily coming from. I don't know if that is determinate of whether or not it's a dramedy. But I, yeah. I I guess what I'm reaching for here a dramedy is sort of a made up genre anyway but i guess made up word with right with as much as it makes you laugh i guess a drama can be funny mm-hmm. and still be a drama yeah but it is quirky it is uh, very quirky and it has this sort of deadpan style at times that i really like here let me the show opens with uh i think it it has such a great open mm-hmm. but and it's a kind of a deadpan scene it's absolutely where karen the neighbor comes by to deliver uh taco lasagna or mexican lasagna <laughs> my take on mexican lasagna that's my take on mexican lasagna right. and uh says which has raisins right she says i can't jeff and i we just can't imagine how you're feeling right now and she said well Imagine how you would feel. I don't know. I'm going to botch the line. It's like if Jeff was hit by a car and died violently and suddenly. Feels like that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like that. (laughs) That's awkward for Karen. Okay. Thanks. I'm sorry. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Kind of shuts the door on her face while she's still standing there. Uh, It tells you so much about Jen immediately. Yes. That she's very direct and she's a non-bullshit. Like she's not going to smile for you. She's so caustic. Yeah. She's a very caustic and bitter, pessimist personality. Yeah. You got that all right there, Karen. I don't, you know, we got her name. We got her and Jeff's name. So presumably she might be back. She's a neighbor. No reason she wouldn't be back. She We've has seen no it. other We know role. she comes back. <laughs> well, we do, but we're, we're, re- we're reviewing the pilot. Me. I know. Riker. <laughs> I'm just saying, let's show our hand. We've seen the Oh, yeah, yeah. We know she comes back. But if you're watching the pilot, I think it would have made the assumption. Yeah. Because she was so uh, I cleverly introduced that if she's not going to come back again, you're really hoping she's going to come back. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. She's got definitely an interesting personality to her. And a very fun mm, juxtaposition against... Jen, our lead. Absolutely. Uh, Christina Applegate, who's yes. the legend, Christina Applegate. I feel like I've never met anybody who said these words. Here, here it is. <clears throat> this is my impression of somebody saying they don't like Christina Applegate. I don't like Christina Applegate. Like, I've never heard anybody say that before. Because she's wonderful every time you see her. Yeah, I can't place what I've seen her in, but I know I love her from stuff. Oh, well, she's very famous as a kid, as a young person, and married with children. Are mm, you familiar with married chil- with children? Nope. Um, Al Bundy with his hand in his pants? Nope. Huh. I'm not just saying it because I don't recognize the show. I recognize the show name, <laughs> and I know for a fact I've never seen it. <laughs> oh, you do recognize the name. Okay. I recognize the name of the show. Yeah, okay. I've, I've just never seen it. I'm just it. surprised. I guess I've never... That's funny because it was it was such a... Like when we were kids, when we were really little, I mm-hmm. think it was 
in season one or two, maybe when we were born. Sure. Um, or maybe came out with a year within a year of us being alive. I can't remember the show dates on it, but um, it was just one of those shows. I felt like it was everywhere at the time. Yeah. Uh, so anyway. I'm not beating you up for it. I just realized, <laughs> I, just I don't think I've ever said to somebody, you know the show Married with Children? And Adam's saying, no, I don't know them at all. I mean, I know I've heard of it. <laughs> well, she was yeah. famous from that, and she was like a total babe in it. And I think everybody yeah. of a everybody f- remembers that show has a little bit of a crush on Christina Applegate. I so love that. To see her low these many years later, leading the show and just killing it is really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so we we're drifting off a of genre into characters. Absolutely. Are we count, are we and we agree that the pilot is uh, is successfully established the, the genre. Yep. Okay. Absolutely. So we've reviewed Karen and Jen. Mm-hmm. We should probably go deeper on Jen because that's who we meet in the very first yeah, scene. Yeah, absolutely. Um, she's definitely she will say for herself that she is an angry person. She has angry issues, issues. as Christopher, her uh, real estate partner says <laughs> mm. i have anger issues um i appreciated that her oh, her version of meditation is metal <laughs> i was very <laughs> pleased with that with good drumming like she picked good metal there's metal that definitely makes me want to break shit in not a good way <laughs> mm. <laughs> like why are we listening to this <laughs> uh rhythmic metal <laughs> so you mentioned her uh business partner christopher christopher mm-hmm. who we have not met yet in the pilot correct when we meet judy and she says jen are you a real estate agent or something i think i've seen your face on a bus bench or something (laughs) (laughs) where or no which one which one (laughs) oh she said i think she might have said was that it yeah she said which one because then she presumes you know continues on to like show the pose it's the (laughs) one where you're standing like this I meant, where's, where do you live? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, where do you live? Yeah. <laughs> uh, which was... Newport was Beach. It? Newport Beach. Uh, but she mentions Christopher. She says, you and your... How did she put it? You and your... Gay your partner. Gay partner. And she says, yeah, that's the picture that Christopher thinks he doesn't look gay in. <laughs> and it's the way she delivers that one. It's like, oh, Jenna Savage. So I like her a just lot. get that through. She's very direct. <laughs> and she meets Judy mm-hmm. at the grief, grief group. group. It's like a support group. We said very indirectly, your husband just died. Yes. We're very indirect about yeah, that. Yeah, I guess we really should get into that. All her, right, let's her, <laughs> her husband, whose name is Ted, and liked running. And yeah. disliked psoriasis, presumably. Mm, well, he either loved running or he just hated psoriasis. And if you're going to lay out those two options for me, I'm pretty confident he hates psoriasis. Because <laughs> he would love running. <laughs> oh, sick. <laughs> okay, yeah. So he got he died tragically in a car accident, leaving mm-hmm. his wife, Jen, behind with their two sons. Yep. Uh, teenage what's-his-name and younger what's-his-name. Sure, I've got that on a card. Uh Charlie is the older one who is just kind of a brat, like very difficult. And then Henry, who is the opposite side of that Charlie's coin. Very negative. sweet. Yeah, he's a sweetie pie. So sweet. He yeah. Says, when he says, why is it that uh, somebody else's dad, why is it Tyler's dad couldn't have died instead? He's a total twat waffle. <laughs> I love Rick. that He word. says, why because Rick didn't die? He's a total twat waffle. And the little kid says, I like Rick. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it was cute. Oh, yeah, he's so adorable. Especially in that moment. I like Rick. I do not like Rick. Rick's a cool guy. Um, and, okay, so husband dies. Jen goes to a grief group where she meets Judy, Judy who's her new BFF. Yeah, it you you wouldn't have thought so immediately because you know Judy. One of Judy's first moments with Jen, she asks, you know, can I ha- give can I hug. give you a hug? And she's like, no, <laughs> no. Right. And so at the end of the first grief support group meeting, um, she hands her card to Jen and says, hey, you know, if you if you can't sleep, I'm up late. Hands her the card, and honestly, the first time looking at that, if you didn't know better, you'd think. Well, she's never going to hear from her (laughs) because she just seems like kind of a cold person. She would not open up to a stranger like that. She is a cold person. Yeah. And then we spend most of the episode, I feel like, I mean, we spent a lot of the episode with those two on the phone, like establishing their friendship. And then it's almost like at the very beginning of a relationship or pre relationship yeah. for like dating and you're up all night on the phone, uh, all uh, excited about each other, yeah. know all about each Talk other, Talk until each other falls asleep. And I really thought it was sweet that it kind of mirrored, um, you know, when, when Jen was tucking her son, Henry in, you know, he says, okay, mom, you have to stay until I fall asleep, like all the way asleep. I didn't catch that. You're right. And then. And then when she's when Jen is on the phone with Judy, she says, oh, can you can I ask you a favor? Can you stay on the phone with me until I fall asleep, like all the way asleep? I was like, oh, she she needs someone to comfort her right. the way she's trying to comfort her kids. And she says, do you want me to talk? No, then I can't stay up. <laughs> then, then I can't, I can't fall asleep. asleep. <laughs> and she was so harsh Abrupt, with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you want am I supposed to talk? No. Then how am I going to fall asleep, Judy? <laughs> <laughs> But the the face Judy makes, you know, on the other side of the phone was so just adorable. Satisfied. She's just like, well, all right then. <laughs> so satisfied with herself. Oh, so there was a notable quotable that came uh, and went in the first scene. When we're still kind of, I think, established. I mean, it's like the very next scene after the opener. She goes from, you know, we go from her meeting Karen at the door to kind of driving through L.A. or wherever they're at. Um, showing up at the grief meeting which is outside at, mm-hmm. at a beach venue a beach view mm-hmm. venue beautiful uh, yeah and uh she the grief counselor says pastor wayne yeah pastor wayne wayne or wang wayne wayne uh pastor wayne so he's pastor wayne mm-hmm. pastor oh, oh wayne. that's right because he talks about jesus at some point <laughs> he says uh hi i'm pastor wayne uh and uh, when i was a uh, he said, I got into this kind of work, you know, helping mm-hmm. counsel people through grief. Uh, when my aunt died at five years old, she fell down the stairs and cracked her head open and bled out. On the solar floor or something like that? On the like solar that. floor as her, as her five-year-old son watched. Uh, and I was the one who asked her to get me a soda from the basement. <laughs> so I've so, always felt responsible. Yeah. So that's a little about me. <laughs> Yeah, that was really weird. <laughs> but they have a lot of those really awkward moments in this show where they kind of, it was absolutely the deadpan, deadpan. where it's like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's like, it's not wrong. It's not right. It's weird. It's uncomfortable. I think they pretty clearly make the point in this show that, and look, I haven't ever really dealt with, with grief and death with somebody really close to me. Uh, I have much as, more experience As in that. you have. Yeah. 
a lot of loss in my life, man. Right. So the moments like when the sons are eating the when actually the family is eating the Mexican lasagna, which they actually eat the Mexican lasagna. Yeah, which has raisins in it. That's so wrong. Mexican or regular lasagna, there should be no raisins. Says, why are I'd be questioning that. Yeah, I think the older son says, "Why are there raisins in it?" Uh, she's like, I don't know, dude. And of course, Henry says, I like it. <laughs> He's just so sweet. <laughs> um, well, you know, and you know the expression that uh, anything with raisins in it would be a thousand times better with chocolate chips in it instead. <laughs> for example, a box of raisins. <laughs> Yeah, I, I believe that to be true. <laughs> In my heart of hearts. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you only got to tell me once. Uh, so, oh, anyway, so they're eating the they're eating that, and the older son says... Charlie. Yeah, Charlie says, I'm so sick of other people's cooking. That and is I, so how it happens, though. Right. That and, you get, like, if you're lucky, a full month of people cooking for you, but it definitely is almost always lasagna. There was a time where I could not, just couldn't even look at lasagna because I'm like, I can't eat funeral food, man. I just mm-hmm. can't do it. I, I don't feel the grief right now. And now it's, you know, it's a comfort food. It's, you know, I've reclaimed it. It's good. But there was definitely a time where it's like, yeah, it's funeral food. It's the thing that everyone gives you because you can stick it in your freezer and then pull it out when you need to because nobody wants to worry about taking care of themselves, you know, right. taking care of the necessities when you're grieving. So we get established pretty quickly after, or Fairly soon after that, that uh, this dad's been dead three months. Three months. Mm-hmm. And the youngest son keeps, he, he hasn't been in school. He's been going to work with mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, and she's telling him, no, you really got to go back to school, buddy. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's time we start getting back to normal. So at that moment, when they're talking about how the food, they're sick of everybody else's cooking. Um, I, I think it was really clear to me that the show's, giving you it's giving us it's trying to give us a really honest reflection on grief absolutely on the aftermath of grief and you know she's caustic in some ways as a result she's caustic in some ways because that's just who she is uh Mm -hmm. she's jen of course i'm talking about Mm -hmm. she's very she's got a, a a strong wit uh that carries her through a lot of uncomfortableness yeah she clearly doesn't open up well uh, so there's humor in it, like there's humor to be found, and yet she's got her little meltdown sometimes, where she just, where she just bawls in the car because things just ain't right. Yeah, or cries into the pillow, like screams, screams just into howls into the pillow so that her kids can't hear, her, which like is just heartbreaking. Like I've had some serious grief, I've never had to conceal it from other people, so that way they think that you know the world's still okay. Yeah, and it seems like. I, it seems to me like that's a nightly occurrence. Like yeah. by day, she's got it together because she needs to. Mm-hmm. Um, but that she's that she's not cool. Like when they when her and Jen are her and Judy are hanging out and and they pass by a car that's got a big dent in it. She's taking pictures of the car. She and Judy's saying so. And Judy's kind of goofy. Like she's kind of she's she's a dork. Free spirited isn't the right word, but she seems. Kind of like a hot mess. She kind of reminds me of Jess from New Girl. Maybe it's the bangs, but it's also the dorky personality. She's Jess's sister in New Girl, the actress. Do you remember that? Is she? Yeah. Hmm. I did not remember that being the case. Uh, Judy is being played by Linda Cardellini, which I don't remember Linda Cardellini being her sister in New Girl. That's interesting. Season three, 
It I'll was, look into it. It was the lowest point of the show. It was the mm-hmm. reason that I stopped watching it for four years. Because it was such a low point in the show. And that then, was not Linda Cardellini's, Cardellini's fault. I'll, I'll tell you that. No, it has nothing <laughs> to do with her. But that was my association with her for a while was, okay. oh yeah, Jess's sister at the worst of New Girl so bad that I didn't want to watch it anymore. And She's then, also Velma and Scooby-Doo. Uh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. The, and I don't remember what order this happened in, but I remember <laughs> the order that I saw it was... Sure. Bloodlines on Netflix. Oh yeah, that looked good. So she became one of those actors that started showing in Netflix shows a mm-hmm. lot. So pretty suddenly, I felt like after after you know what I saw as, and I she's probably been acting for years and years, but I knew her first from Jen's sister, or I'm sorry, Jessica's sister, Jess's sister in New Girl, mm-hmm. and then to being in Netflix and everything she's touched since then is just gold. I, Love Absolutely. Her Have you seen Grandma's Boy with her in it? No. Okay, that's a good watch. <laughs> <laughs> she is great in that. She's a blonde in that, by the way, which always, like, it, I'm always like, God, she looks so familiar. And it's that she has a totally different hair color that I couldn't, she looks like a different person. You can just see in her eyes that she's the same person. Oh, I'll look it up. You have to, yeah. Right, I'll do it right now. Do it right now. I need a reaction recording. <laughs> Ooh, ah. Dang, girl. He's still typing in the name. Yeah, I'm almost there. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's very talented. The uh, the siblings in Bloodlines. Did you watch Bloodlines? I haven't, no. The siblings. Oh, she was in um, Legally Blonde. I don't remember the, the, her being in it either. Yeah, Blonde works for her. Right? I'm just saying. Ah, so is Brunette. She's right? A she's woman. just a good looking woman. Yeah, Absolutely. You know, very versatile. She's good looking in a... In a gettable way, like she's she's a real natural beauty. I feel like like the girl next door sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, in you know. a gettable way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess gettable means that you don't look like Hollywood. Like you don't look okay. fake. You like don't a, look, an approachable. Pre- yeah, yeah. You're not pretty because you're because you're fake, airbrushed, yeah. and because you're um, botoxed and artificial and implanted. Yeah, she's just pretty. Like she's just. You know, she looks like a many many a woman that you've been attracted to and been turned down by in real life. But who, <laughs> who is always cool to you, though, still, you know? Always cool, yeah. yeah rejected you, it's not going to happen. But I like you. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. You know, not gettable. <laughs> but real. <laughs> okay, there you go. Um, okay, I'm looking at my card. Thinking yeah. if there's any characters we need to... Oh, Steve. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I was saying a thing. So she uh, goes, Jen looks at the car that's got a dent in it Mm -hmm. and Judy's saying, what are we doing? Like, do you think this is going to help you find the hit and run perpetrator who hit your husband and killed him on his run? Ken is his name, I think. Who's Ken? Ted. Ted. (laughs) (laughs) It's a three letter name with E in the middle. I took a (laughs) shot at it. Uh, and she says, no, I don't think I'm going to find the person. Like the cops say, you're not, I'm probably not going to find him. And she says, does this make you feel better? No, not really. <laughs> so you've, you've got a lot of dimension with her, I guess. Yeah. She's unlikable. I think you still like her. Um, Jen? Yeah. Okay. But this was all coming back to, it makes me feel like there's there's layers of grief that people deal with. Absolutely. And, and that's her many different layers she does yeah Yeah. like trying to find any way you can control the situation because Mm -hmm. you know when you you're faced with the death 
you realize just how little control you have in anything in your life. Like that it's all an illusion that you have any sort of control. Sure. Um, so, you know, taking the pictures is probably her way to try to kind of claim some of that control back. Yes. I don't necessarily like, I don't believe that I'm going to catch him this way, but you know, it, it's sure it doesn't shit better make me than, feel better. It doesn't make me feel better, but it sure makes me feel, you know, it's sure not the same as just sitting around doing nothing. Like it mm. gives her something to do. Right. Fills her with a purpose, even if it doesn't make her feel better. Yeah, good point. Well, and then work's probably rough. She's probably not working a lot. She, you know, nothing's normal right now. Yeah, absolutely. And it's Trying just to define a new that normal. She's kind of obsessed over that. And the way she puts it, she says, "Do you do this every time? You like every car you see? I can't remember how she puts yeah. it." And she says, "Every time there's a person-sized dent in it." Yeah, absolutely. Which is very uncomfortable, but yeah, I mean, it makes sense if it's on the passenger side front bumper. And looks sizable. Sure. Okay. So characters. Now there's also a, a small group of, of the people in the in the group, the grief group, mm-hmm. that we don't get much of, but I feel like we're going to see them again. Yeah, definitely. In the same way, like we're never going to get much of them, but they're going to play their role and be amusing. Absolutely. Kyle, I think, was the larger black guy in the group. Um, I can't remember Linda. the gal. Linda, oh yeah. <laughs> Linda, when she says, when Jen says, I'm not going to be one of those moms that like disappears in a Xanax haze or whatever she calls it. Yeah. And uh, and then we cut to Linda. <laughs> we just cut to her. It's like, she's the one. She's all zonked out. Well, and so when, well, I guess let's, let's carry on to the, at some point, um, you know, Judy has been talking about her fiance Steve, um, who she lost. Who died, which is why she's at grief group. Mm-hmm. That is her reason for being at grief group. But, you know, while you know she had shown Jen a picture of her house, which trying to show, you know, hey, this is a picture of me and Steve mm-hmm. upon asking, you know, being asked for a picture. And, of course, you know, Jen being the real estate gal she is, pinned down which house it was and tries to surprise her and... It's yeah. a mega mansion. Oh, it is. Mega mansion. Oof. In my lifetime, I'll never live somewhere like that. I can only dream. Um, but uh, yeah, she shows up at the mega mansion and um, Steve answers the door and she's seeing a picture of Steve. A and she's fully like, undead version of fully Steve. Fully undead. I mean, not zombified. Oh, like not never dead. been dead. Never been like dead. Like <laughs> skin flawless. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> he's drawing a bath for himself. Like he's I'm drawing quite a bath. <laughs> he's quite alive. Um, so that's a shocker. Um, and so she immediately feels incredibly betrayed. And she is blowing off the calls um, from Judy. And they show up at grief group. And she just full on attacks her. And so oh, they're. Because Judy was on the phone with her mm-hmm. when she said, I'm showing up at your house. And she says, you don't know where I live. Because it was a surprise drop. Yeah. You keep coming over to my house the last couple of weeks. I'm going to drop it to yours and surprise you. Yeah. And she hangs up on her to say to jump run to the door and surprise her. So now. With cookies in now tow. Now Judy's in a tailspin. Yeah. And it's looking pretty crazy in this scene. Where she's very much alive and mm-hmm. she's melting down in her, I don't know, hotel room, wherever she is now. Yeah. Which we do find that she later on that she's working at a nursing home and is living in one of the extra rooms that is, you know, <laughs> yeah. they, they have vacancies every so often being a nursing <laughs> home. 
Oh, she says our rooms come available all the time. So <laughs> exactly. So yeah, couldn't imagine. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I derailed your train of thought though, because you were talking about the follow up to learning Steve was yes. Still alive. So they're totally attacking each other. At well, I say they. Jen is totally attacking Judy at grief group. As soon as she shows up. As soon as boom, she shows she up, you're a liar. How could you? You don't belong here. Um, and you know, she finally Judy has to admit to the group. You know, yeah, I. I lied. I'm sorry. Steve Still alive. Me. Steve dumped me. And it's then the same as a. That's not the same as a death. You just get broken up with. Yeah. And then you know, there's the other drop that really maybe she does have a reason to be at grief group. It's just not Steve. It's she's. I mean, she's just had her fifth miscarriage a couple months like months ago, and that's devastating. Oh, absolutely and Steve, devastating. Steve dumped her because he wanted babies. Yes, she says. So that, the story goes. Anyway. So are the so the story goes. Yeah. She, if if we're to believe anything that Judy says, she says that the fifth miscarriage is why she and Steve broke up. That they wanted a family, um, you know, and something's broken inside of her, so she cannot provide in that way, which is absolutely heartbreaking. And like going from that narrative, you could totally understand why she would also say that he's dead. Like. Yes, not actually dead. And no, that is not a very cool thing to say to people who have actually lost a significant other. But I can definitely understand her feeling that sense of loss, uh, regardless that, you know, the person you were in this with left you when you lost the baby. Well, she lost her whole life, too. Oh, absolutely. Her whole life got turned around. And she was living in a mansion, and now she's living in an assisted living facility. Yeah, it's stark change. (laughs) Uh, and everybody in the group is pretty forgiving to her. Uh, yeah. They... Other than Linda, <laughs> who says she's a liar. Let's lose her. And Jen responds, fucking A, Jen. Fucking A, Linda. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, because uh, Linda actually says, get a new group, Judy. And I, it was hilarious because it was, it was so like funny. Team Jen. Like, don't get me wrong. It was still fucked up. But, <laughs> but it was hilarious. Well, and then Jen's response. Wasn't that it was? I, I yeah. Thank you, Linda. Thank you, Jen. It was, thank you, Linda. Fuck yeah. Something like that. Fuck yeah. Thank you, Linda. (laughs) Yeah. That was it. (laughs) And that's the only thing we got from Linda. Yeah. (laughs) It was hilarious. So then she goes and chases her down at her assisted living facility and says, hey, that was that, those anger issues I told you about that you weren't going to like. So I get it. You've, you've left, you've dealt with a lot also. And she says, well, no, you know, mine were miscarriages. It's not like. It's not like that was a real thing. And she says, yes, that was a real thing. I mean, unless a Republican asks, asks me, which I thought was a funny line, which yeah. um, that's all I'm saying about it here. I just mean, the delivery of it was funny. The way you put it was funny. Uh, and then they make up pretty quick. Yeah. She, she even forgave in, her pretty fast. She did. And you know what? The theme of group at the beginning was forgiveness. So, so says Dr. Wayne was forgiveness. And he told her. Yeah, okay, uh, so Judy's a liar. He says, people process grief differently. Judy's a liar. You just flew into this terrifying rage that was unacceptable <laughs> that you've got to deal with. Yeah. And then we got to forgiveness pretty fast. And she even advised her to move in. Yeah, absolutely, which was quite the change and actually kind of exciting, you know, knowing going on that they're going to continue to be buddy-buddy and that they will be a regular part of each other's lives. Like, we know going forward, this is what we can expect, kind of jumping into plot just a little bit there. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I think we're well into plot. 
Because okay, then do you want to wrap up characters? No, with I think a we're, we're kind of we're kind of mixing with both of them. But yeah, I think Ooh. the characters were a pass. A pass for me because as well. your your big ones are Jen and Judy, which they they gave them names that are like they're like they're going for Thelma and Louise here. Yeah. Like, like I feel like they created because they said something about one of the characters references Kate and Allie. He goes, "Okay, Kate and Allie," and I looked it up. I think, "What is Kate and Allie?" I don't think. It's yeah, the sitcom apparently. They're showing off air the year I was born, but it was uh, <laughs> Jane Curtin who I love very much, mm-hmm. uh, and made me realize, made me think that if somebody's referencing that because it's a pretty obscure reference, and they actually gave it to the wrong character because he would have been too young too. I feel like to have been the guy to reference Kate, Kate and Allie. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. But it's obviously an illusion for people who know it, I think, to make the connection. I looked it up. It was about two divorced women who move in together. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah. So I feel like... So like like a Grace and Frankie. Yes, exactly. Would be a more apt and modern... We're creating a girl duo here Mm -hmm. that I think the producers and, you know, writers want. I don't know. I think they got... I think they got plans for... A whole lot, you know. It's a it's a modern dramatic Ethel and Lucy. Yeah, I actually really enjoyed when they were watching the Facts of Life together, and um, Judy says, "Oh, you're such a Blair," and she's like, "Fuck you, fuck you, I'm a Joe." And I've never seen it. (laughs) Yeah, she's how are you? Well, Joe's kind of a tomboy. She's a tough Brooklyn chick, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, Blair is the uppity. Chrissy one. Mm-hmm. She's like, we're sitting in your out, outdoor living room by your hot tub watching the facts of life. You're kind of, you're kind of blary. You're kind of, you're a little blary. Yeah. And she goes, <laughs> I'm a fucking Joe. <laughs> so abrasive. I love it. <laughs> and we learned there that she is actually from Brooklyn mm-hmm. and she made her accent disappear. And I, I guess my takeaway is that could say something about her, her harsh uh, exterior is that she's comes from a different place than where we see her. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's, you know, like worked hard to be a different person than the person she came into this world as. Yeah. Uh, so I think there's a lot in that moment that says at her core, she's just a girl from Brooklyn who's, you know, in a way kind of a fish out of water and in this, you know, Southern California thing where she's, Supposed to be a Blair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't feel like there's more to that in this story, but I think it informed that line informs a lot about her character that there's. Yeah. That they're a bit, they're known to be a bit more direct and well, abrasive. Yes, like totally. that's the stereotype anyway. I've not really been to the East Coast. I wouldn't know. Well, and it's not really where, what I what I meant was that looks can be deceiving. Mm-hmm. Like just because appearances are one thing. Maybe if if uh, appearances, maybe if the truth wasn't exactly as it appeared, you'd cut her more slack because you don't really know who she is. You don't really yeah. know where she's come from. You don't really know how she came to be cold and harsh. That's true. And you know, it's not just that her husband's dead. There could be. I think it in that one small line, almost like it, she's already an interesting character. And it's almost like it says she's actually more interesting than you know. Like mm-hmm. she's lived a whole whole lot other life before we see her at this point. Absolutely. So anyway, it's obviously the two characters that we really need to look at are Jen and Judy. Mm-hmm. Steve's in the mix somewhere. The two sons are there. Yeah, played by James Marsden, who's kind of like the perfect like he always plays like the goody two shoes guy, which is kind of weird because he's set up very much in this one to be the asshole. 
Like, yeah, but he's he always dumped her for having a fifth miscarriage. Yeah. I'm sorry. You immediately Maybe. hate him. Okay. But as far as I know, you know, if I'm Jen, I am hating the fuck out of him. You know what I mean? On, on your best friend's behalf, you got to hate him. Yeah. Like, fuck that guy. Yeah. If, that, if the that's horse he true. rode in on. If that's true, you totally hate him. Uh, he's totally. Oh, when she meets him at the house mm-hmm. and he says, if you see, if you see. Judy. Judy, she doesn't live here anymore. Tell her to stop brawling around around the house. Yeah, while I'm, while I'm at work. Yeah, and she says, it might be easier to move. Seller's Market hands him her card. <laughs> <laughs> very, very smooth. <laughs> I took a note, and I was like, ooh, that was a good one. Um, <laughs> anyway, so other than the... There's a batch of characters, I guess I mean, mm-hmm. that the verdict's out on. Yeah. Um, but through the majority of the episode... Well, see, because we, we got to get into plot to... To cap off characters, yeah, because let's it, do it ends with uh, Judy going to her storage unit mm-hmm. to get stuff from her storage unit. I think because she's moving in with Jen, right? Yeah, absolutely. She's yeah. grabbing her items that look like some clothes that she maybe didn't have room for at the nursing home. Would be right. my guess. And in her storage unit is a Mustang. Well, within the corrugated walls of her storage unit. Oh, had to point that out because I really loved those corrugated walls. You got pretty walls. excited at them. I did. Yeah. I've been looking at planters with corrugated sides, <laughs> like it, raised beds. They look oh, so yeah. pretty. You're like, mm, those are some sturdy walls. Well, and you've got a neighbor just down the way that has like fence, um, which is like alternating corrugated. Panels. Yeah, it's so pretty. Cool. Yeah. I, I've been gawking at fences because I need I need one. So <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, mm, I've been looking yeah. at me some uh, <laughs> corrugated steel. As you know, I was looking online for fences that I was interested in, and I kept stopping at the million-dollar options. Here's a thing that I find interesting. Mm-hmm. The more expensive something is, the more I'll probably like it. Yeah, that just kind of <laughs> seems to be the way of things, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And then I really dialed back on that thought. Yeah. It, it's it would be nice to look at price first <laughs> and then be like, mm, okay, do I like it? Maybe. Well, you know, when you're in the hopey <laughs> dreamy phase too, it's like it's all kind of just coming at you at once. It's like, okay, we got to make some plans. Yeah, this is the dream thing, and then you get going with it. And when when money becomes real and it's no longer monopoly money that you're spending in your head, the first time you're breaking out your credit card for home reno projects. I'm mentioning this because, as you know, I'm in the middle of a sizable remodel. Yeah. Uh, as soon as your card comes out for the first time, it suddenly gulp. <laughs> like, oh, this just got real. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna run out of money real quick. We're doing some DIY projects, as you know, around the house, and we are definitely finding. You know, your first trip, you don't even get all of your materials, but it feels like a big price tag the first time you go around. You Cost per paver, man. Yeah, no. And then it's like, shit, we need a round two. We didn't get enough paver sand. We need more gravel. Like you just, you have to make another trip and it's awful. <laughs> it's yeah. just, it adds up so quick. God, it's so dirty and just goes on and on and on. Okay. It'd be nice to just have the money to buy a perfect house and not have to do anything to it. And sell it every five years. Why? It's the perfect So it doesn't get old. It won't be perfect anymore. That's my point. It just won't stay perfect. Well, then you should lease. Five or ten years later, you're going to look at it and think, ugh, I'm sick of looking at that. Sick of looking at this thing here. When I moved in, I looked around. I thought, man, it's so cool. And I got all these, like, all this decor on the wall. Like I a, still think that when like I Like a grown-up would have. Like like my mother had, because a lot of it was hand-me-down decor. <laughs> it's like, oh, it looks so... I look like a, a grown-up. And then five years later, you're looking at it thinking, this place looks like some young punk-ass guy who's trying to look like he's a grown-up. 
Hmm, I disagree. Oh, thank you. You don't have kitschy shit on the wall. No, so. none of it. Nope. No knickknacks and doodads. No live, laugh, love. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Although my mom, when I first moved in, gave me some home, live, laugh, love stuff. And if she ever hears this, I'll deny having said it. But uh, she got me this for my walls and I was like, oh, jeez. I moved in with a girlfriend. She was here very briefly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and she was looking at it too, like, I don't really like that kind of thing. I, don't know. I was like, I don't like it at all, but I'm going to put it up anyway because we got nothing. <laughs> yeah, like, it's better than blank walls at first. At, at first. And I'm looking at it thinking, man, I hate looking at this. Like, it, it looks like Hobby Lobby. It looks like the discount barrel in Hobby Lobby. <laughs> like the $5 DVD crate that you get at Walmart. But here's just the crap crate at Hobby Lobby. It's just really hard having other people buy you home decor. Like, I wish they if wouldn't. you didn't go shopping for it with them, they're not going to know what you're going for. And then, you know, unless you're specifically going for the eclectic look, which seems like a bunch of things just thrown together, but it actually does take a lot more than like people put work into actually putting that together so it doesn't look like a bunch of shit. <laughs> like it, it may actually be harder than pulling something together that's, you know, a consistent look. Yeah. I've We're never gotten really it. really hard on making all these things look like they don't match. Yeah, no, I've actually, so, um, Michelle, a kind of cousin of mine, I would, I won't get into the relation cause I don't know. Um, but, but we say we're cousins. <laughs> um, she had like this glass jar collection. It was like different shapes and colors of glasses. And she just happened to find like really pretty vases. Like, Oh, cool. And I could never Those do it. Sound I was dusty. Just, <laughs> I imagine they'd get that way eventually, but she changes out her decor so regularly that like nothing really had time to accumulate dust. See, I guess I've never realized that you're allowed to, or maybe even should change out your decor or you say, hey, I'm sick of looking at this shit and you get rid of it. Yeah. It just ends up like I put it on the wall. I go, all right, well, I took care of that problem <laughs> <laughs> thing on the wall. And then years later, I'm looking at it thinking, I'm just going to tear it all out. It needed to go, but um, where were we going with this? Oh, uh, well, we were originally talking about corrugated steel in the storage unit (laughs) while she is packing up her shit to go to Jen's house. Oh, yeah. Also, there's a vehicle in her storage unit with a person-sized dent. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right, because they knew a Mustang hit hit the guy? I don't know if they knew the vehicle type. Because the car that she saw the dent in wasn't a Mustang. No. So that's what made me think that she probably wouldn't. I would imagine she maybe knows a paint color. I don't know. Even that seems like a stretch. I don't think that they give any specifics. It's just person-sized dent. If they did, it was a single line that we missed. Yeah. But, you know, it being the last shot in the last 30 seconds or whatever, like as she's closing the storage unit, she's kind of giving this glance to, you know, the broken headlight on the passenger side of the car. You know, front bumper, that sure looks suspicious. And yeah. it is in a storage unit, not a garage or, you know, it's like looks it looks like it's hidden. Sure does. Yeah. Uh, and that's pretty clear foreshadowing. Sure. I mean, I doubt they would be putting that car in the shed, in the storage unit to say this car is coincidental that it has a dent and is owned by Crazy Judy. Um, nothing to see here. This is going to end up being a MacGuffin. So probably that's the car that did it. Yeah. And, you know, then it kind of makes you start thinking about why Judy really did show up at Grief Group. Mm -hmm. And why she was seemingly the least grief stricken of everyone. I mean, like, she was just, she really. And if she's still lying, because she's a liar. 
and she was you know you're kind of putting together oh well she was really drawn to jen from like moment one cracking jokes trying to be her buddy giving her a number give me a call if you need anything hey i know the your face from the billboard the awkward coffee joke when she's like mm-hmm. <laughs> jen drinks the coffee and like immediately does like the look around you and then spits it out and you know tucks her cup away and then judy comes up and starts you know going for the coffee and she's like oh i wouldn't it's terrible save yourself you know and I she's like it. oh i made it yeah. <laughs> and then she's like oh sorry and she's like just kidding <laughs> it was so awkward grief group am i right <laughs> yeah. so all we know for sure at this point is that jen that judy is a liar she's definitely a liar definitely a liar and just because her story of oh i had five miscarriages and then my boyfriend dumped me because i could not carry a child uh that's pretty dramatic. That's pretty traumatic. That's something that would sure be appropriate, I think, to be a grief group about. Yeah. And then we see the car that presumably killed her, Jen's husband. Judy's a liar. Judy seems pretty murdery and pretty creepy right now. Yeah. One thing that was notable and which made me, the first time I watched this through, uh, made me feel like there was had to be at least some truth to Judy's story was that they do it this weird flashback and I've not seen I don't remember any other flashbacks in the show but it flashes back to her being and it's when she's talking about losing Steve it um, does a flashback to her crying in the hospital and a nurse is coming up presumably a nurse and is trying to comfort her and you know the first time you watch it through you you're the first little bit you assume it's Steve and then you know when you a little talk more context when yeah. when she's first introduced a grief group and she's talking about he died of a heart attack mm-hmm. at 44 years old oh that sorry that sucks sorry to hear that flashback to her in the hospital in that moment and then you're crying. talking about when we call back to that later and mm-hmm. they continue past that moment of her crying in the yeah, hospital yeah that it's that it's actually that she just had her fifth miscarriage and so it gives them more context for why she's actually crying which is not that her fiance died it's that She's dealing with tremendous loss of another type. Giving us, the audience, the flashback a second time makes you feel like, okay, we already saw this. This Mm -hmm. was history. This must be real. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of a misrepresentation the first time. Mm -hmm. And here we are the second time. They're giving it to us again. So it must be real. This must be uh, genuine. She must really have been at the hospital dealing with grief related to, you know, where she's at right now in life. Uh Losing the baby, losing Steve, like losing the you know, losing the pregnancy and losing Steve. Yeah. Um. So I guess we, but now we're confused because think about the scene where she's calling Jen, saying, "Jen, I can explain. I can explain." When Jen's mm-hmm. about to meet Steve and Judy knows it, Judy yeah. knows that the jig is up. She's about to be exposed. Um, and you know maybe she gets lucky and Steve's not there, but he was, and he was drawing a bath. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh. And they, when they're showing her at her room, and she's, I can explain the way the way they, I don't know, the cinematography in that scene is mm-hmm. eerie. Yeah. You know the music that's playing or whatever. You know the way they put that scene together is pretty the eerie. <laughs> so it, well, I couldn't remember if there was music yeah. playing now, but. Um, but in your head, there was music. Yeah, in my head, it was the it was metal. But it kind of gives you, it, it put her in a crazy girl light. It did, Made her absolutely. look hella crazy right there. And now we see the Mustang with the big dent in it that she's mm-hmm. hiding. As she's moving in. As she's moving to in. Jen's house. So she yeah. just got royal word. <laughs> yeah. And then she 
closes the door. And end of episode. Forget your troubles and just get happy. Better chase all your cares away. Is that the song that was song? playing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it must be an old timey song. It is. Yeah. Judy Garland sing Forget that's Your Troubles and Just Get Happy as Judy, the character, leaves. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the second Judy Garland song. It was the then. same song. Is it the same song? Yeah, okay. they picked it up again because they ended it abruptly. Okay, so time. what what was the first scene that we got it in? Do you remember? When she's driving to the, right after the cold open. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's driving to grief group. And she's driving to grief group. Interesting. And they're giving okay. us some sort of, you know, montage moments mm-hmm. of we're getting there. Yeah. And that's the song that's playing. And then she opens her car door. Forget your troubles and just... And it ends very suddenly, you know, humorously. Yeah. As she gets to grief group and we're on to the next thing. And then they call back to it at the... Okay, end. cool. Thank you. Not that I think it mattered, but... No, I wondered. I, I was curious. Yeah. It was an interesting tune to pick. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I wondered if there was significance in when it, they had it before. And It bookmarked things for sure, mm-hmm. or bookended things, but I, I don't think it was... I think it was a style choice. Yeah, mostly, absolutely. That it was... Uh, it gave some... It was pretty colorful. Yeah. It brought some color in, in life into those scenes in a way that was... You know, it was the same... How they have it's serious. We're dealing with very serious subject matter. Stuff is still funny. Stuff is weird. I think they conveyed that pretty well. Yeah, absolutely. And the tone, you know, the tone of the show is pretty consistent. And absolutely. Always. Okay, so what we were saying was we were discussing plot and characters at the same time. Mm-hmm. Now we're now we don't know who Judy is. Yeah. Characters. Do you give it a passer? Oh, absolutely. I give it a pass. Right. I feel like I have a real feel for them, even though I don't really know Judy and, you know. She's so charming and likable. Mm-hmm. The you way have we to meet imagine her. that there's something to that. Yeah. Because she doesn't seem like a malicious person in any way. Like, she may be a liar, but I in no way could pull away from this that she's a malicious. She's very apologetic. She's sweet. She's funny. She seems very compassionate and she seems to, she handled Jen in a way that no one else in her life did, which is she didn't treat her like, you know, an abnormal person. She just treated her like a friend while, you know, she's going through this devastating thing where everyone else is like, oh, I can't imagine how you feel. And it's like, God, that be more unapproachable, can you? <laughs> yeah, she seems to really like Jen. Oh, absolutely. She seems to really like Jen. Oh my God, that reminds me of her uh, on the phone when when Jen first oh, called yeah. Judy and she's like, "What are you wearing?" and she's like, "Oh, I don't know, like a My sweat <laughs> sweatpants and pants and his yeah and his uh, t-shirt shirt from yeah the, from, from the five k he ran and <laughs> she's like slower <laughs> slow yeah slower you're a weird person Judy thank you <laughs> oh I just loved that immediately I knew I was going to love them yeah and the you know the dichotomy of the two characters how harsh and and uh, like Judy's not a space case, but she seems like a space case, right? She yeah. seems like she just is somebody who's never had her act together. Yeah, never had her act together and just maybe too optimistic. Like she needs like, to be more of a realist. Right. She's too much of an optimist. Like doesn't make a plan, just mm-hmm. sort of heads out there and says it'll all be fine. Yeah. Like I feel like she's probably messy. Hmm. This is me just applying that to her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm relating to her, I guess, in that way. Yeah. <laughs> 
messy. My oh, life's too not close put to together. Home. Too yeah, personal. I know. I'm like, cool. <laughs> feel like we're profiling now. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> uh, no, I would just say that she seems to really like Jen in a way that we appreciate because Jen is clearly our audience surrogate, mm-hmm. even though she's pretty rough around the edges. Oh, yeah. She's abrasive. But, Straight up abrasive. Right. But then again... Judy seems a little bit murdery. She's putting out some murdery vibes right now. A little stalker crazy killer stuff. Okay, yeah. The stalker, she does seem very stalkery. Absolutely. Like, you know it's, at that point, must be no coincidence that they showed up at the same grief group, which, it being her first time, I'm very curious, like, how she got the information that that's the grief group she's going to. Like, I'm very curious. Like, it seems like it would have taken a lot of planning, Either she followed her there or... No, definitely. Yep, she's definitely chasing Jen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she... You know, I remember the first time I watched this. Actually, this is noteworthy. The first time I watched this, I took a break from binging Game of Thrones for the first time. Ooh. And binged this to the end and didn't pick up Game of Thrones again until I got to the end of this. So it really caught my attention. Like, I really, really loved it. And then, of course, season two started. I remember telling you, look, there was a there was a couple things, and I won't spoil it here, but there's a couple things they didn't commit to mm-hmm. that I felt real let down about. It was like, oh, is that like we... It was pretty edgy before, and this has just had no bite to it. Like, you took away the bite from season one. So anyway, I haven't been able to continue past uh, season two, episode one yet. You told me it's worth it. It's you worth took, it. You took my complaints and said, all right, if those are your complaints at this point, I get it, but don't worry, that probably won't be relevant. They'll be overall. alleviated, yes. Yeah. Um, and still, I was just let down enough. But by the end of season one, or at this point, it was, got to the end, and I thought, yeah, I want to know what happens next. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but there, I remember thinking that it was really, I was kind of, I was really disappointed thinking, oh no, is Judy going to be like, I thought we had a, a girl duo here. That's, you know, that we're going to be talking about for a generation. And yet Judy's going to end up being the villain and we're going to break up the, our new, uh, our new BFF, uh, duo, our new duo. Absolutely. And I was disappointed in that moment thinking, oh no, is she going to be the villain? She's going to be a psycho killer, but they're working so well together. Mm -hmm. Like I'm loving the chemistry between the actors, between the characters. Like I want to see more of this. And at that point I was disappointed that to get the, the reality check that she was going to be a villain or so I think at the end of this episode. Yeah. She, if nothing else, she is set up to be a very complex character. Yeah. So it ends with a lot of questions about her character. However, that's key to the plot. So Mm -hmm. characters, yes, I also give a uh, very clear pass on very successful setup. Really interesting. I mean, really not interesting necessarily, but it was unique. It it deserves unique accolades for how well it put the characters together and introduced them to us, I think. I feel like it nailed Jen's personality within the first 10, 15 seconds. Like, I knew who Jen was. I know what she's going through and and how she feels about it and how she's treating other people while she's going through it. Yeah. Like, immediately, you know so much about Jen just from the first scene with Karen. Right. Now, since this ends with a question mark on Judy's character... That be our hook. Yeah, it does well... Before that, does it clearly establish the plot we can expect for the rest of the series? Because now, it, you know, whatever we got for the majority of the episode 
wait a second, this is what the show's about. Judy's a psycho. Yeah. I mean, plot-wise, I think we can expect to understand more about that and why she came and hopefully expect more, you know, lady best friend drama. Yeah. Well, I think at that point, I might not have known it, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm realizing oh, we have a story arc here. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know what I was heading in for. I guess I thought maybe it would be more sitcom-y where we were just dealing with the next thing on the next episode. Yeah. Uh, and that, and that, but that last moment made it really clear. No, whatever, it doesn't matter what you thought the show was about. I don't know if anybody knew what to expect based on the marketing of the show, but yeah. right here told us this is, you know, we've laid the groundwork and this is where we're going. There's a mystery here Absolutely. and that's to do with the death of the husband. Who done it? That's what we're talking about, which I just didn't expect. And I was kind of intrigued, which of course leads to number four. Does it have a clear hook? Which I already made clear the first time I saw it, got to that point and it was, yep. Let it roll on. Let it Let's roll. Let's binge this. Let's binge this, baby. Hurry, because I got Game of Thrones to catch up on. <laughs> I didn't even care at that point. I was like, well, I don't know. Game of Thrones was pretty heavy at that point, too. Oh, uh, so you needed a little break and from it. And it's so nice to have a show where everybody's name was so easy to remember. No Jen, kidding. Judy, Ted, Karen. That's back when you could name somebody Karen. Wayne. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> now Karen is definitely a curse word. Yeah, I haven't met any Karen since then. I don't know how they feel about it. And I wouldn't ask. I feel like it'd be a touchy subject. Yeah, I somebody the other day who was like 12 years, come to find out she's like 12 years younger than me. So I thought we were the same age going into the conversation. And then she goes, oh yeah, I'm 18. I'm like, oh, and she's like, yeah, that Karen. And I'm like, shit, I'm so close to being somebody's Karen. Like I'm in my mm. 30s now. <laughs> Someone <laughs> might totally Karen me and I'm the age for it. That's so upsetting. So upsetting. Thought you were gonna say that her name was Karen. No, eighteen. She she used Karen in a, like in a context that I was surprised. She I can't even remember what it was. She like some girl was like really stuck up or whatever, and she's like, okay, Karen, and I'm like, hmm, that's the opposite of what I thought a Karen would do in that situation. Shit, I'm gonna be a Karen. This is very upsetting. <laughs> well, I've noticed that people kind of pick and choose what's more Karen. Yeah, depending and, on depending on how you want to win the argument. Absolutely. I actually am kind of tired of it. Are you? Can we talk about how? Judy's uh, alarm on her phone, no, not her, her notification on her phone is the Back to the Future jingle when, like, when I didn't recognize time where it was happened. from, but that's funny. It was nice that you could place it for me because I'm like, mm. oh, that's familiar. But you just assume <laughs> it's like, you know, a ringtone you've uh, heard all the time. Yeah. Nope. It's the Back to the Future ringtone. I don't know if that was just an Easter egg for fun. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, came for from nerds one of like the producers. you. Yeah, I could have been a producer saying, oh, let's have a little ode to um, Back to the Future. Yeah. I just appreciated it. Yeah. Maybe that's why they did it. Maybe it was. Maybe it was just exclusively for me. You know, I feel like (laughs) between that and the references, um, that it kind of tries to pull in a slightly older audience. Maybe someone who's like 10 to 15 years. Yeah, exactly. Garland. Mm-hmm. Whatever the thing was that we were just talking about literally a second ago. Oh, Back to the Future. Back to the Future. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that attention span. You should get that checked out. <laughs> uh, Karen-ing out. <laughs> no, improper. You stop that. <laughs> <clears throat> no, I uh, I think the Karen thing I thought was funny. Like during quarantine, I thought it was funny because we were talking about Carol Baskin all the time. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, Karen. And it was amusing. And then I thought it really quickly ran its course. And then people really hung on to that and really decided, nope, this is going to be a thing we do forever. Yeah, spend any time on TikTok and you'll get really spent on the name Karen. Right. 
It's like, okay, well, the joke was funny when it was viral for a minute, but then everybody had to be the biggest genius and make it up the best zinger for it. Yeah. And I thought, you know, I don't mean to be Karen-y about it. <laughs> maybe we should be a little nicer. But then it got to a point where everybody just picked and choose what it was supposed to I thought it was yeah. pretty clear at first what a Karen was. Yeah, okay. And what was people, your definition of a Karen early Well, it's on. like the person who goes to a restaurant and uh, and like complains that the food is taking too long yeah and it's really high maintenance snarky about it yeah and it's really decisive about like i need to speak to a manager you know what that person like they're always tattling on the kids that work at grocery stores and stuff like that (laughs) or it's like hey lady i'm just trying to do my job okay like i'm sorry i bought you brought you blue cheese instead of ranch they were supposed to be labeled differently (laughs) that was it and then it turned out to be just anybody who you didn't like who did it in a way that you wouldn't have done it was a karen it's like well now it's no fun anymore because anyone could be a karen it could be you and you might not know oh everybody's had a karen moment now i guess (sighs) depending on who they're talking to you know i guess it just like in a very negative um uh in this very in this time where we're all mad at each other Mm-hmm. It was like, do we need to add another thing into it? Yeah. Another thing we need to hate people To for. criticize people with. But for like the next 10 years, maybe, we won't be naming anyone Karen. Like it just won't be a oh, thing. Oh, that name is dead. Yeah, it absolutely. Yep. Yeah. That and there won't be any more Corona Villages open up. Aww. Which is a Mexican restaurant near our house. <laughs> I love it actually though. They make really good salsa. Yeah. Oh, and great mole. And their pre-mixed margaritas are pretty all right, too. (laughs) I thought that I didn't like Corona Village for the first time that I went there. Oh, which was with you and an ex-boyfriend of yours. Yes. (laughs) Right, I forgot. And uh, and I was like, yeah, I think this place sucks. And I was uh, playing on my phone late at night. Not late at night, but I was just at home playing on my phone. And somebody wrote on Facebook, like, what's the best, best Mexican restaurant? I don't know what it was. Somebody talked about Mexican food and mole and Corona Village, and somebody said, get the mole at Corona enchiladas. Village. Yeah, the mole chicken enchiladas. Sorry, the mole chicken enchiladas. And I was laying there in my underwear looking at my phone, and I thought, hmm, what time is it? And I looked at Google, and I thought, oh, they're open till 10. And I thought, you know what I was watching was this show. <laughs> that's when I started doing it. That's what made you think yeah, of it. What, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Association. And uh, yeah, and I'm reading this, and I thought, hmm, yeah, okay. So at 9.30, I put my pants back on, and I went to Corona Village and got their chicken mole enchiladas. And they are oh, just sizzling good. I've never had mole. I should have asked for a bite because I looked at it and I was like, I know this is the thing I've heard described as oh. mole. Um, so I, I had a feeling that was it. But yeah, I've is never that, had it. Is that what I had when mm-hmm. I was there with Absolutely. Taylor I mean, time? brown enchiladas, unless you have some other like brown well, I know what sauce color they are, but that's what I had when we went together most recently yes okay yes. sorry that's how i'm saying i knew for sure that they weren't green they weren't red like you normally expect enchiladas what i'm trying to say is i i wish you would ask because i would have been very happy to share them so no for sure they were so next time i was like two margaritas in i wasn't asking for things i was feeling pretty content but eventually i would like to try it oh really you were <laughs> drinking before our last podcast oh i totally was remember the time before that we just like were feeling unenthused and and so i was like okay this time i'm I'm going to have a little bit to drink and hopefully not slur my words and we're going to have fun. Was that New Girl? 
think it was. I don't know. Some I just going into it sometimes I just feel blah. I mean, it's the end of the weekend. We usually record on Sundays and this time. Yeah. You said do some jumping jacks, man. Take a swig. And I thought, no, I'm pretty sure drinking's the reason I don't feel good. <laughs> <laughs> hair of the dog though it was hollow weekend so uh funny enough i was actually not feeling very good last time because i was drinking had been drinking and you know being in my 30s now i now have like two or three day hangovers and so i was like maybe i'll try the margarita and taylor's like why would you do that to yourself i'm like "Eh, maybe it'll make it better maybe it'll make it worse who knows (laughs) either way i want a margarita Always, man. If it's an option, I want a margarita. <laughs> Unless you're going to put it blended and make it strawberry and then just don't bother. I tried. I can't remember who the maker of this was, but I tried peanut butter whiskey recently. Hmm. I have mixed feels about that. Yeah, it was trash. Oh, it's so oh was bad. it? Oh, it was could so be really bad. Good. It was like, it was like, oh, this would go really good on like whiskey pancakes since it was syrupy. You know how cheap booze like what's the cinnamon booze that everybody drinks that i hate fireball yeah fireball fireball like when people fireball hey <laughs> fireball yeah, we bought a round of fireball for everybody here you go take a shot with us we're having a round of fireball it's like oh great thanks a lot you dick <laughs> do me a favor don't do me no fucking favors seriously now i gotta now i gotta drink this otherwise i'm gonna feel bad for it's wasting the only thing i garbage. can like straight up drink though like that is the reason people pass it around because almost anyone <sighs> can shoot it you shoot it, and then it's like, oh, I'm all sticky. I got to go wash my hands That's now and probably true. throw up a little bit. For me, it reminds me of unpacking when you're camping. Um, I have a friend who always brought Fireball, and he makes you drink it. He sits there and takes shots with everyone, so he's very drunk by the end of mm-hmm. setting up camp. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be careful if you're going around offering to take shots with people. <laughs> yeah, I remember a friend of mine, fucking Kevin. Is, <laughs> Sorry, his name first is. name fucking, last name Kevin. No, it's just his whole first name. Oh, okay. It's his fucking whole name. Kevin. He's like a cartoon character. Okay, yeah. fucking Kevin. He's like Cher. He just got one name. Fucking Kevin. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and he, it was New, it was New Year's, and we were the restaurant people. He was a coworker in a restaurant that I worked at, and we hung out because it was a holiday. <laughs> it was a party holiday, and he bought. And I was I was twenty three, so I was early, you know, being able to go to a bar day. So I was probably still trying to figure out like. How to drink right? Uh, what would be your go-to when you go to a bar? Like the first time I would go to bars, I would just God, order margaritas. Yeah, uh, I didn't know you could order just a margarita. Otherwise, that would have been the thing I did from day one. I don't know if you remember the first time you and I went to a bar. <laughs> I had like looked up cocktail names, and one called a sidecar sounded really good, but I couldn't pronounce the things in it. Somebody was like, "I don't know. I don't know what that is. What's in it?" And I was like, "Uh." <laughs> <laughs> and then I said something really stupid trying to list it off and you corrected me on how you, how it's, it's actually blue, whatever it was. Probably blue curacao. No, that wasn't I don't remember it. that at all. Where yeah. were we at? Uh, Mulligans. Oh. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I remember being very embarrassed because I was like, damn it, I was so impressed with myself for knowing a cocktail name. I put in so much research and so did much so much research. work. And then he asked me how to make it and I was just like... Mm. And then I probably said, oh, I'm a margarita. <laughs> I would have ordered that if you'd said that. Absolutely. But you You're did like, not. Oh, I shouldn't have gone first. No, that was so you embarrassing. asked for like whiskey or something like straight. And I was like, you know. Yeah. Like, well, Ew. see, once I learned how to drink, I realized you just order uh, whiskey on the rocks and you sip. It slows you down. You always got a drink in your hand. So nobody else is shoving a drink in your hand. And then you could regulate as much or as little as you want. Um, 
So I'm out with fucking Kevin. Fucking and Kevin. And he buys a round of purple Vikings. And I said, hey, I don't want that. Please don't make me do that. I don't want it. And he keeps shoving it in my hand. And he says, but I bought this for you. But I bought it for you. Mm-hmm. This is for you. It's yours. I bought it. Shout out fucking Kevin. For you. <laughs> and I was at perfect buzz at that point. Which, you know, like I said, I was 22, 23. Fresh at a bar. Yeah. It's like, all right, I'm there. I'm where I want to be. I'm going to be mm-hmm. able to be in good shape tomorrow. Everything's awesome. And he says, here it is. You must have it. So I took a shot with everybody, and as soon as it went down, the grape-flavored booze, uh. as soon as it went down, I thought, yep, I don't feel good anymore. And I ran to the bathroom. It was just like it was churning. And mm-hmm. I ran to the bathroom and threw up a little bit and thought, perfect, back to perfect buzz. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to take a shot with Kevin. I didn't waste it. So everybody wins. Yeah. Also, don't buy me another one of those things. Yeah, honestly, I feel like that's when you pull out the, sorry, I'm allergic to grape, and you just throw out what you assume, or purple food coloring. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, you're a horrible person, and I don't feel safe or comfortable drinking with you. How could you do this to me? Yeah, it's it's appalling to me that people like insist on you drinking a specific thing because it's like there are only a couple types of booze that I can really drink, like specific drinks that I can have where I don't feel sick, and even then, like in moderation. There's also the what are you drinking question because I'm about to screw up your plan by introducing something that you haven't had tonight and you can make a mixed drink in your stomach. Oh, yeah. The the rhyme Shake that it up, people... Baby now. <laughs> the rhyme that people have. Beer before liquor, never been sicker. Wine before, before beer. Beer, you're in the clear. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stupid. Which just means don't drink a lot. <laughs> That's all that saying. Like, oh, if you're going to take shots with people, take a shot and then just sip on beers all night. Oh, yeah. Okay, I didn't realize. Well, I just don't think... I mean, it's probably true, but I I don't think the methodology is that complex. I'm not young enough to want to experiment and find out if it's true. I'll ask the young folk. <laughs> all right. Did we finish up on the show? I mean, kind of. We're still talking, so technically, no. I think we... Um, <laughs> okay, so we gave it passes in all four categories. Absolutely. But I think as a pilot overall, it failed. Why do you say that? Just because I want to be annoying and contrarian. No, obviously okay. it was excellent. I loved it. Okay. I'm like, mm, <laughs> <laughs> you're breaking it, the format of the show. Stop it. You know what I really liked? Not What's just that? that she was a real estate agent. <laughs> um, <laughs> I no, wonder why you'd like that. Well, for me, it's actually, for me, she says that it's like, oh, cool. Something that I could really relate strongly mm-hmm. to that really puts the show firmly in real life. You know, we're not... Think of how many TV shows are the FBI, the CIA, the special unit that studies the X-Files. And this one's really like she works in an assisted living facility. I used to sell adult diapers, adult incontinence supplies. (laughs) (laughs) For those in the know, I used to sell adult diapers to assisted living facilities. She works at an assisted living facility. Judy does. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jen is a realtor, which is a thing that I do now. And uh, and nobody is like a private eye. Like it, it's ju- it just feels like a hyper uh, real version of real life, where it's still a, a TVified for in style and, of and whatnot. But the content really feels like it's firmly rooted in real life, which caught my attention. I mean, in the Netflix era, right? We don't. Mm-hmm. You just they tell all different kinds of stories now. And I guess my point is. This is one 
that I hadn't seen before. Yeah, absolutely. The whole premise felt different. The um, the presentation felt different. It just had its own identity, and I think within a short period of time, it communicated what its identity was. It was confident in its identity, knew where it was going, or made you believe that it knows where it's going, um, and uh, really deserves a lot of points, I think, for the way they constructed it. And you, like you said, it seems like it skews to an older audience. A little bit, yeah. It tries to be more approachable. Yeah, it feels audience. grown up, which I think is why when I was in the middle of Game of Thrones, uh, it was refreshing to have a show that felt it didn't need to be epic to be good. Yeah. Just needed to be about people and have an interesting storyline and convey that storyline in an interesting way. And I think it did really resoundingly. Absolutely. I agree. I think that's all I have to say on it personally. Yeah, I'm just thinking. And we can dawdle if you'd like. No, no, no. I was thinking about it, and, and uh, I guess that sums her up. Yeah, you're really bending the crap out of that card. I can see okay. it from here. Oh, well, we I have get to some laminate of your new card. fancy pens and make my own. <laughs> It'll be in cursive. I write in cursive, so I'll have to do it in cursive, and I won't be able to read it. No, let's just laminate mine because it's the forever card that okay. we use every time. I don't have a laminator. I don't either. I want one. I got coasters in Germany from like a really famous racetrack. I was really proud of it. Ooh. Oh, yeah. No. So I took home the coasters and I actually found them yesterday. I'm like, ah, I still don't use these because they're not laminated. I don't want to ruin them because it's a famous racetrack. Like, and I was on it, man. What <laughs> went, racetrack was it? It's called Nürburgring. Oh, Nürburgring. Yeah. Damn. No, it's a, oh gosh, I can't even, Forza, I think is the name of like the car racing game and one of the tracks in it is Nürburgring. So it's like, ah, I've been there. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, I have a uh, koozie that I have to give back to some girl that I met on the lake over, you know, over yonder house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, pa- it's a recreational pond. A lot of paddleboarding. Yeah. I was going to say lake feels generous for what that is. <laughs> well, I was being vague for our, for our millions of listeners. There are many lakes and many ponds. There's many millions of listeners that we have around the world. Millions uh, of listeners around I, the world. And I think if you say pond, they go, ew, that sounds like uninhabitable swampland. And although, sometimes it was. There was although, a huge scandal. Yeah, the E. coli <laughs> thing. Well, e. coli. And wasn't there another pond nearby where there was a dead body found in it at one no, point? No, it was the same one. Was it? Okay. I, I, I don't think the dead body was that big of a contributor to the e coli i think no but it's another icky thing in that (laughs) pond like it's gross it's clearly uninhabitable it's not somewhere you'd want to go spend a lot of time (laughs) i will say (laughs) this year even though there haven't been e coli outbreaks in the last couple of years and they have changed the hydrology and they have uh, put considerable effort into um agitators and <laughs> filtration systems such that the E. coli <laughs> outbreaks don't happen anymore. And yet, I'm pretty sure that this really nasty sinus infection that I, <laughs> that I got this year, that I still can't get my ears to clear all the way, that I've been going to the doctor for every two weeks to check in. We're like, hey, doc, what still do you think with this? <laughs> yeah, I think it was from the water in the pond. Hmm. I think your nose has had issues for a very long time and yeah, it's just catching up to you, man. But something <laughs> something exacerbated it this That's year. That's fair. Pond water could be that thing. I mean, I took in some, like that night I was like, something ain't right here. I think I need to go to urgent care. Really? Yeah. Did but you I, like drown a little bit? No, I just sucked. It 
just really <laughs> like it went up my nose and the back of my throat, but it really like slapped the back of my <laughs> skull. And it wasn't like, oh yeah, I just got some water up my nose and then it wasn't up my nose anymore. It's like, no, no, no. The water carried whatever was in the water up my nose and that stuff just kind of clung on. I'm a germaphobe in that water too. It's fine. Well, you know, the E. coli outbreak happened. <laughs> when the, when the E. coli outbreak happened the first year because there was two years in a row that it happened. Mm-hmm. I, the last person that was in it that I'm aware of <laughs> <laughs> the day before they announced, whoa, E. coli in the pond, everybody, we're uh, closing that down, was me. Oh, you're gross. <laughs> because my girlfriend at the time and I went over there to go skinny dipping. Oh my God, you naked skinny, you skinny dipped in a freaking E. coli pond? Okay, gross. I don't think your shorts are enough to protect you. Uh, in those areas, if that's what you mean. <laughs> and it wasn't an E. coli pond until the next morning. My point is that the last person in that pond who tipped the balance was me. And my girlfriend was there standing at the barge and she was looking in. I was like, so you going to come in? Like I'm naked in the pond. Like we came to do this. Like now it just, I feel like I look kind of stupid. It was just me. And she just kept saying, I don't think this, uh, this isn't right. There's <laughs> isn't something right? that's not right about this. I don't feel good about it. I'm not going in. She's clairvoyant. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of women I know have that, that, um, instinct. Well, what do they call it? The, Intuition. Uh, yeah, but it's, it's like they're straight up psychics and most of them in my experience Sixth sense. use their powers for evil, but sometimes <laughs> it's for good. My mom called me today and said, your cousin's pregnant again. She said her last pregnancy or her last two pregnancies, she's called her and said, hey, I think you're pregnant. And she said, how did you know? Weird. So I feel like my mom used it for good there. That seems like a nice thing. Yeah, you just don't know about it all the time. So she's used it for evil. A good point. But you know what? She could have used her secret power. My ex-girlfriend could have used her secret power before I got in the water. Yeah, she saved herself. So the next morning they say, hey, there's an E. coli outbreak. And I was thinking, mm, <laughs> do I have an exposure? Or was I just like the guy that like... Contaminated the water. Yeah, was <laughs> I the last thing? Because you think about it, it's like, oh, this is borderline past the... <laughs> like borderline... Like if somebody ever says, oh, this is borderline... Uh, anything like the the E. coli parts per million, it's borderline where you don't want to see it anymore. Borderline, <laughs> we're going to have to shut the pond down. What that means is it's perfectly fine. We're not at that level yet. And then, boom, then you are. So All you of a sudden, the scale. You, go you from, added the last ah, bit of E. coli. It's perfectly fine. It's borderline to, uh-oh, we got to shut the pond down. Yeah. Hmm. So, I don't know. I, I don't Thanks, blame myself Riker. for it. <laughs> One whole year, I couldn't go out and stare at water. I refused to stick a toe in because it's too freaking cold. You could have still stared at it. You don't catch E. coli by looking at it. I said I wanted to mm, think about sticking a toe in it, maybe. <laughs> no, it's. I don't know how you skinny dipped in that. It is like always way too cold. I just took my pants off and then did what I would have done ordinarily. Hmm. Yeah, I like having layers between me and... The stuff in the oh, water. Oh, I thought it was very freeing. Um, I think I've it was probably cold. So. <laughs> never skinny dip. No. I, then how do you know? I know you that know I get very cold. I get very cold. I'm not saying it can't also be liberating. I'm just saying that for me, I'd be like, why? Your swim. I want a wetsuit. Your swim clothes keep you warm. Or give me the illusion of being warm, at least. Do you know why I brought this up? Why? 
<laughs> I have a feeling I'm not going to like it. <laughs> no, 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 it's all good. You were talking about wanting to laminate your coasters from the famous track. Oh, yes. And I remembered I was there this summer and uh, I came across somebody. It looked like a girl. It was on the other side of the <laughs> pond. and uh, Or like a little Mowgli, like forest character that runs around. And I thought that looked like in a loincloth. And I was like, that looks like a girl with no top on. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was very peculiar, mm-hmm. naturally. And naturally, I was interested in knowing what I was looking at. So I ventured very slowly <laughs> over there. Just That's just where the current took me sure, with yeah. some direction. Mm-hmm. And I got closer, and she had a double mastectomy. So she just didn't wear her top. Oh. And I thought it was super cool. And I just hung out and talked to her for a few minutes about it. And she like appreciated that. A guy was willing to approach her because I think it mostly just scares the shit out of everybody. Yeah. But she gave me a koozie for a bar that she owned in Nashville. And I still have that koozie. And I got to get it back to her because it's very special to her. I don't know right now where it's at. Do you have her information? Like, did you take down her information and return this koozie? And why did you take the koozie at the time? Was there a deep need of koozie? She offered me a beer and she said... She said, here's a beer. This koozie's very special to me, so make sure I get that back, please. Hmm. How many years ago was that? Because I feel like there hasn't this been E. coli. Okay. Okay. Yeah. E. coli had nothing to do with e. coli it. I had just same pond. Same pond. Okay. Sorry. I'm on the same page. I'm like, What I'm mm. talking about is the racetrack, Nuremberg. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> I need to start keeping notes for our conversation. Like, <laughs> plot oh, right. out where we're going. I found it. Oh, good. All right. Well, this is off the rails, man. You know, I I like us being tangent heavy. I'll admit it's a guilty pleasure. At least we reviewed the show before shit got real weird. I don't know. I feel like we got pretty weird and then we reviewed the show and then we bookended it with weird again. Ah, true. Because, you know, we went on that whole tangent about streaming services. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, dead to me. <laughs> uh, Yeah. And I think... What did you do? So by the time you're listening to this recording, it mm-hmm. is probably the year 2025. Uh, our <laughs> following just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> but for us in real life, it was Halloween yesterday. Mm-hmm. Did you do anything? I stayed at home and did something probably mostly unremarkable. Yeah, I don't remember what I did. So mostly unremarkable. Yeah. Did you watch shows? I did. I did. We've been oh, watching working. Shits Creek. <laughs> Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> no, we were watching Shit's Creek, and I'm, I don't love everyone in it per se, but God, I love the character David. Like, I'm obsessed with anything he says. With the son. Yeah, he's hilarious, and uh, Stevie, which is like the female version of him. Is it his sister? No, I hate his sister. Like, she is a reason for me to not watch the show. She's a valley girl, and like, uh, I just don't have time for that. Mm. I'm like, oh uh, my God, kill you. <laughs> you know it's very possible she's one of our several million listeners i don't dislike the actress i okay. hate the character it's awful like she just <laughs> she's dumb she's a valley girl she's stuck like it's she doesn't know how to ride a bike oh my god i don't know mm, just mm. Uh, like, she, she makes that noise a lot swim either i'm not mocking her this is actually her voice like this is my best impression, impression of what she does man. and it's terrible i just i have very little patience for the valley girl uh, but you, but how's the show? It's really good. It's funny. Okay. I watched one episode once, the pilot with my, with an Airbnb guest, a really 
a really memorable Airbnb guest. Yeah. Yeah, she was just wild. <laughs> she was a wild person. Yeah. <laughs> and we were pretty tight. She was here for quite a long time. And I would say, I said, you know, you feel like family. And then she would just like walk into the bathroom. Not walk in, but she would open the bathroom door like when I was in there. I was on the toilet waiting to take a shower and they'd mm-hmm. walk, like while the water's heating up. And she just opens the door and I'm just watching her arm like, like here, you need to grab this. Yeah. And she says, stop telling me we're like family because that's how I'm going to treat you. Oh my God. No kidding. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> if you're not an open door pooper, don't invite that in. And one night we were just going to hang out together and she said, so what do you want to watch? You want to watch Bill Burr and we'll just laugh our asses off or do you want to watch Shit's Creek? My family and I love this show. <laughs> so we watched the first episode. I yeah. liked it, but I just haven't gotten back to it. Yeah, it's a sitcom, and I don't feel like you usually get super into sitcoms. No, so. there's plenty of sitcoms I love, but... You just don't uh, really binge them. Yeah, that's You're fair. really, like, especially as of late, I've noticed you really go for a drama. So, like, now I'm like, oh, I think you'd really like this, but it's really funny. So, like... <laughs> no, I mean, I've been up for... You know, I just haven't been watching that much TV, I think, lately. I I've been working a lot. I think the biggest issue you would take with it, though, is that this is not how people are in reality. This is not how anything is in reality. This is... You know, there's so many parts of this that's like, oh, to land the joke, this is not reality. <laughs> I like a well-crafted joke. I mean, it's funny. It's funny. Okay. But funny isn't enough for everyone. It's okay if it's not. I'm not this isn't oh. a diss on you. I just, I don't know no, that no, you I would like enjoy funny. that. No, no, I like funny. Like, I would maybe appreciate, well, I don't know. I just don't know. You wouldn't binge it, is my take oh, on okay. it. I think that it's something no, right. where you would do it once every now and then if you needed something light in the background. I have much higher priorities than Shit's Creek. Absolutely. Like, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, finish it. Yeah, one of these days. I hate you. Mm. <laughs> finish it so I can talk I don't to you know, about something, it. Oh, really? There's something worth finishing it for? <sighs> I mean, yeah. No, no, no you're going to spoil it. I don't hear it. You. I don't hear it. I'm worried about when the guy comes back recast. Part of the reason I haven't continued to watch it is because what's his name is going to come back recast. Hmm. Apparently that was a very intentional choice. Really? Mm-hmm. They got rid of their best actor? Well, he had another opportunity. Um, oh, you mean they didn't so him, need to bring him back? They thought this would be hilarious. Yes, they thought this was important. And they very much tongue-in-cheek, you know, he looks like a different guy. <laughs> oh, no show would have done it better than that show oh absolutely um but i did not Except realize that Roseanne. it was an intentional recasting they didn't dislike the guy but it told it had a narrative weight to it okay so take that as you would like to and uh you know when you finish that we can actually talk about it yeah and then we'll review it on our companion series finales <laughs> <laughs> i'd never be able to do that show with you i'd have to pick a new co-host because you don't finish shit man I do. I finish. It takes you forever. I don't have a year to wait. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you know, we're in an election year, though. So in election years, I just want to watch election coverage all the uh. time. And then that's going to be done in a couple of days. Uh, Thank and goodness. I, I mean, you're listening to this broadcast in on December, December. 1st or later. Yeah. 2037. Um, mm-hmm. Listen mm-hmm. to some of our old episodes. You were going somewhere with this. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, what was I talking about? Do you remember? Oh, yeah, election season. Uh, and when that's done, I might, I'll probably crash and then be like, okay, I'm tired of watching the news. So which show do you think you'll go and really get into first? Because you've got a couple of them that you just haven't caught up on, which I didn't realize. 
Yellowstone. Okay. Really good. But I have like I four you, episodes. Okay. Left. I thought you did that last time. Yeah. But then I watched Star Trek Discovery instead because I always make exceptions for the majors. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Did you have anything else or? No, I think I've it? said enough. Yeah. Both of us, I think. <laughs> We've been really rambling. All right. Thanks for listening to, hey, to our millions of listeners out there. We really appreciate all your love and support and kind words and listenership. And would also appreciate your iTunes rating. Ah, yes. Five stars are better. <laughs> Go on. What else? What, what are the other ways we can request? Support? Oh, I don't know. Whatever way you listen to your podcast, please rate us. Do the thing that that thing asks you to do if you're happy with the thing that you're listening to. Yeah, it'll ask you. You're, you're bound to be asked. And, uh, you know, it... it it's come to my attention that um, the thing I really did this for was for people to tell me how much they loved or hated the actual TV show we're talking about because I've always needed somebody to gush about these things with. So I've had the great rewarding pleasure very recently to have somebody tell me, yes, Jason, shout out to Jason. He binged. Cool. He's binging uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. And yes. it's been so great having him text me be like, oh, I just did this one. I'm like, I love that song. <laughs> the UTI song. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> so if you have, uh, you know, a scene you want to gush about or anything like that, please either Twitter or Facebook. Um, it's at Pilots the Pod on Twitter or Pilots the Podcast on Facebook. I think I would have expected more hate mail by this point. That's what I was looking for. Yeah, tell to. us we're wrong, man. Yeah, like, I would tell have us more we're totally fucking wrong. Disagreement and people like telling me I was an idiot because how could anybody hate friends? Yeah. Um, oh yeah, no, I've I've definitely had a lot of direct messages on, on that one. Like, how could he hate friends? <laughs> <laughs> There, he's hating on my favorite show. I know it's everybody's <laughs> favorite show. Uh, <laughs> Look, yeah. I'm just saying, Friends is no Big Bang Theory. <laughs> oh my god, it's so much better than Big Bang Theory. Don't even, don't even. Oh, battle lines have been drawn. <sighs> Absolutely, yeah. So we want to hear about it. You don't just have to tell me what you think of our podcast because ugh, whatever. I mean, it's not necessarily what I'm here for. It does help us, but really, I want to hear about the shows and what you think of them. And you know, if you happen to know of a show we should do next, go to our website. Go to the contact us page. Tell us which show. Uh, we might actually do it. We uh, have been stumped on a couple of weeks where we spend a good 30 minutes looking for something. <laughs> so if you want to take away that task for us, you know, pull something you. out of your Netflix library, your list. Yeah. Some trash you don't want to see either and have us <laughs> <laughs> eviscerate it. <laughs> if it's worth you watching. Yeah. The central service for the people. <laughs> so, yeah, we want to hear from you guys. Uh, you might even get a special mention if you, you know, want to direct message us or, you know what, make it a public thing. Let people know you're excited. And talk some trash. Talk some trash. Drop some memes. I like some good memes, uh, man. Gif it up, baby, now. Gif it up. Gif yep. it up, baby. <laughs> Gif it out. All right, I think we've asked enough of our audience today. Goodbye. <laughs> no use leading with our chins. This is where our story ends. Thanks for listening. This is Pilots. Pilots.